You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brains, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews at jaysfromthecouch.com, and I promised a doubleheader day of baseball talk on probably one of the days when baseball gets the least attention, uh, Super Bowl Sunday, which I know, I know, but hey, this is when you can totally make mistakes and they won't really be noticed, so granted. Not planning on doing that in this episode. I'm actually going to try and cross over things a little bit. I want to try and incorporate the Super Bowl going on and what the Blue Jays can actually learn from watching what these two teams have done. Now, before I get into that, just want to add something that I missed from the Tony Fernandez tribute that we did earlier. I gushed over Tony Fernandez for his, for approximately 10 minutes. Um, I forgot to mention the one detractor that he has in the eyes of Blue Jays fans, and that's when he signed with the Yankees in 1995. Um, Fernandez was signed to be their everyday shortstop. However, Tony Fernandez got injured very early on in that season, so to replace him, the Yankees decided to call up some fresh-faced punk, um... I think he's been in the news lately. Derek Jeter. I think people have heard of him. Yeah. Derek Jeter replaced Tony Fernandez as the Yankees shortstop and didn't let go of that job for way too long. So, yeah, just just so we know it wasn't all sunshine and roses with Tony Fernandez. I, I forgot to mention that when I was doing my very late night recording last night. Anyway, as I said, Super Bowl day, I've actually got an order for a pizza in. So going to Boston Pizza and picking that up after I record this. And hey, Boston Pizza, if you want to get on board as a sponsor, I do take free apps. I will accept that as payment. Just just talk to me on the side. But and like I said, there there are a couple things that the Blue Jays can actually learn from the way Kansas City and San Francisco both got to this point where they one went away from glory, one went away from triumph. And I do want to start with San Francisco because I think that's that's kind of a hopeful parallel that the Blue Jays can follow, first of all. Um, for those who aren't, you know, regular football followers, I'm going to try and, and make this very concise. Um, basically, San Francisco sucked. San Francisco sucked for a very, very long time. They, they're in their first, um, they're looking for their first Super Bowl win since 1995. And they were in that one with Colin Kaepernick in 2012. But then once they got rid of Colin Kaepernick, surprise, surprise, they really started sucking. So they bottomed out with a 3-13 season in 2017. They fired Chip Kelly. And... That's when they brought in Kyle Shanahan, and Shanahan started slowly turning things around. Um, it was a quick process for him, but then again, the rebuilding process in the NFL 
is a lot quicker than, say, baseball, because you can have one draft class and all of a sudden things just take off. Now, San Francisco got the benefits of Nick Bosa, who came out of Ohio State. He's a defensive end. He's been able to generate a lot of pressure on quarterbacks. That's a big key to San Francisco's success. But the Blue Jays are following that similar kind of footprint. They bottomed out this year. They they narrowly avoided the 100-loss season. But they're now at the bottom. They Their draft picks, they're not being made this year, but the ones they did make are starting to come through. I already saw them last year with Bichette and Biggio and Guerrero coming through the ranks and well, Guerrero is not a draft pick, but whatever. The young people are coming through. That's the main thing. And you're going to start seeing more of them. Nate Pearson's going to be a guy. He can hopefully be the guy who has that Nick Bosa-like presence for the Blue Jays, just coming in and instantly doing his job. And hopefully his politics will be a little better than Nick Bosa's, but can't uh, can't win them all. So... Patience is the big thing with San Francisco. They they waited, they got their guy, and they slowly started building up their depth. They started building up their pool of guys. Like, if you look at the running game that San Francisco has, um, Raheem Mostert is, like, their third guy behind, like, Matt Breda and Tevin Coleman. And he's the one who had, like, four touchdowns and 200-some yards against Green Bay. Having that depth is very important. And you see that similar building style with the Blue Jays and how they're trying to build that depth. You look at the depth they have at starting pitching now, they conceivably have 10 different options they can go to, as opposed to the three different options they had last year, and two of those options got injured. So it it's not hard to see those kind of parallels between those two franchises, and you can use that as kind of a springboard for hope for the Blue Jays that they're going to be able to build on, on these guys that are coming in, these really high prospects, these these can't-miss guys. You started to build on it a little bit last season, but now now is the time to kind of take that step forward. San Francisco had like one interme- intermediary year where it was, like, mediocre. That could very well be 2020 for the Blue Jays, that intermediary year where they get to, like, 80 wins or or even 85 wins. And then they make that jump. They make that leap to challenging for a division title. It's It's not inconceivable to do. San Francisco did it in two years. And I realize that I'm now starting to build up the hope um, for Blue Jays fans, but just, just again, exercise restraint. It could happen. It might not, but know that there is, is that possibility, I guess. We can, we can have that possibility. It's like buying a lottery ticket. You have that possibility in your mind now. You're seeing like, hey, if, this, if it happened for this team, it can happen for the Blue Jays. And you know, I I don't know if Eric Sogard is the equivalent of Raheem Mostert in what he did last season, but you know there will be opportunities for for those guys to step up and and show that they can be contributors. And who knows? It might be in the outfield. They might actually have someone back there. We will have to see. 
Anyway, I am going to talk about the things that the Blue Jays can learn from the other team in tonight's Super Bowl game, the team from Kansas City, right after this break. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. So... As I went through the similarities between the Blue Jays and the 49ers in the previous block, let's take a look at how they can learn from Kansas City. Now, Kansas City was perpetually blocked by New England. They found their guy. They found their offense. They found their superstar in Patrick Mahomes. And they they figured, all right, we can build around him. We can build around his talent. And... They got blocked repeatedly by New England. And that can be incredibly frustrating watching a team that has had inordinate amounts of success who seem to be able to buy players at will and find them wherever they want and just plug them in and have that that winning way just carry them through to whatever they wanted. Yes, I'm drawing parallels between the Patriots and the Yankees. It's not a very hard parallel to draw. I mean, they have I they have two of the most annoying fan bases in in all of sports. And yeah, you can you can at me or whatever for that, but y'all know it's true. Y'all know it. It's what happens when you have a bunch of bandwagon jumpers. They're going to be annoying. They're going to be annoying to other people because they sink themselves so much in in having that winning team as an identity. And when they go ahead and lose, which, spoiler alert, Patriots fans, that's coming real soon. Then they get all hissy and whiny and look for another team to jump onto. So, for now, they're annoying. And, again, like, like Kansas City staring at New England, Toronto is going to be staring at New York. Toronto has a superstar now. They have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. They have Beau Bichette. They have these guys who have the tools to be perennial all-stars, even MVP candidates. And they're staring at a Yankees team that continuously gets these stars and is able to, to pluck guys out of the woodwork and have them hit like 30 home runs for them. Like... Again, I wouldn't be surprised if Gio Urshela is a client of Alex Guerrero. Who knows? Probably not. But anyway, that can also be frustrating to kind of watch. Almost more frustrating than having your team lose like 75% of its games. Because, you know, there's, there's at least a belief in coming back from that, but being right on the edge there and just having that one roadblock that you couldn't get past. That, that is like, that's the definition of insanity right there. Just trying and, and repeatedly failing to get past it. Well, Kansas City finally got past it this year. They, their offense was electric. You know, you have a guy like Travis Kelsey at tight end who, I had the pleasure of having on my fantasy team for like four or five years in a row. (sighs) Live on, daggers, live on. But you, you can, you can have guys like that. But if you're not as sure, as sure on the other side of the ball, 
you're not going to be able to have the success you want. The Blue Jays last year had success on one side of the ball. They had an offense that was really starting to materialize and, and be able to make those, those big home run plays. Um, Bo Bichette was finding a swing. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was, was struggling a little bit, but seemed to adjust and, and find, find his groove a little bit more. Gavin Biggio has been a surprise. I mean, no one expected a cycle out of him. Um, Lourdes Gurriel, Teoscar Hernandez bouncing back after demotions. There, there are pieces on offense that the Blue Jays can use. But they need the other side of the ball. They need the pitching. And while Kansas City has done a good enough job piecing together guys to get that defense to where it go, it'll remain to be seen if Toronto has done the same thing. I mean, we they've made all these signings. Are they going to pan out? Are they going to stay healthy? I, how, how much is the depth of this team going to be tested? That will remain to be seen. And that'll be what determines whether or not Toronto can put everything together and get to that point where they are trying to get by those Yankees, trying to get by those Patriots, and and trying to push for glory. And I know, I know a lot of people are going to be hoping for it just as much as I am, because, hey, a winning team's a heck of a lot more fun to cover than a losing team. But I think I've stretched this metaphor out just long enough to make the episode, so we're going to end it there. Just a reminder, if you want to follow me on Twitter and yell at me for bashing the Patriots and the Yankees and, oh, I don't know, who else have I bashed recently? I don't know, probably the Rockies for messing up Nolan Arenado. That was stupid. Anyway, if you want to get in contact with me and and have those kind of discussions, just follow me on Twitter at a underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are in there because Twitter is dumb. You can subscribe to the podcast on uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. You can check in to Locked On Blue Jays. You can also follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. The links will go out every time I have an episode up, at least on Twitter. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm still not big on Instagram. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm over 30. I, I'm allowed to say that. So anyway, I'm going to go get that, uh, order from Boston pizza. And again, sponsorships here for you boys and girls. Just let me know and I'll, I'll plug those cactus chips whenever you want. So for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jasonthecouch.com. I'm AJ Andrews. I've been fighting a cold, but I got through it. And thank you so much for listening to this program. And y'all take care.